Welcome to Mihinte on Air on 100.5 and 790 News Radio WSGW and online WSGW.com. Now, here is your host, Larry Rodarte. Good evening. Good evening, Mihinte. Happy, happy 4th of July. America is 245 years old today. And we are celebrating, we're all celebrating life. We're celebrating the fact that we have come out of the darkness, if you will, with the COVID-19, although we still have to be cautious. But, you know, it's a great time to be alive. And each week we are here to celebrate Latino culture, contributions, and concerns. And music really is the unifier. And more than ever, our country needs to be unified on this 4th of July. Tejano music is listened to readily amongst Latinos in the Great Lakes Bay region. That's our number one type of music here. If you've ever attended a quinceañera or a Mexican wedding, you have heard Tejano. Also known as Tex-Mex, the popular music style fuses Mexican and other influences. Traditionally, you will have an accordion player and a guitar and a Spanish vocal with influences of Czech and German rhythms, particularly polkas and waltzes. There's also sometimes bits of rock and country that can be thrown into the mix. It's good music. And today I have Tejano royalty in the house. Her name is Stephanie Montil, and she has quite a repertoire of music from many years in the industry. We also will have her husband, Gabriel Savala, an award-winning hitmaker, producer, and musician in the industry today. I'm so excited because these are major influencers of today's Tejano genre. Welcome to Mi Gente On Air, Stephanie Montil. Stephanie. Hey, Larry. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting um, me and, of course, Gabriel to be on the show. We're, we're super excited and, um, you know, excited to be out in your area. It's been a long time, so we're really, really looking forward to it. Yes, and it's been, you know, I want I want to tell my listeners, I met Stephanie Montil back in 1998. She's not going to have any recollection, recollection, <laughs> recollection of this because she meets so many people. But in 1998, in the press room at the Tejano Music Awards, and you had on, I believe it was a purple lavender jumpsuit, and um, you were dynamic, your performance and all at that uh, Tejano oh, Music Awards. You. But it, it's been so many years, and you were just coming off of uh, uh, some of the hits, the early hits. And mm-hmm. I, I look back, and I'm like, wow, she's been doing this all these years. Since, what, 1994 was your first major hit? Right, yeah, early 90s. And we, you know, we kind of came on the scene. Uh, I'm originally from New Mexico, so I moved to Texas uh, because I loved the music so much. I had grown up on Tejano music my father was a musician, and, and they played a lot of Tejano. And so, you know, I really just was introduced to it at a very early age. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I knew that, you know, Tejano music is what I wanted to do. And, and I wanted to move to Texas because I wanted to be in the middle of it all. And so, uh, yeah, we released that first album. And, you know, we haven't looked back since. It's been trekking along. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I want uh, my listeners to listen to one of her very first hit, Celos which was is major and every t- every time i hear this song stephanie it takes me back to my youth and it makes me uh just joyful to be on the dance floor and to hear you singing this because it, it's to me it's a very unique sound it's a very 
happy song. And I want you to tell us about that a little bit after we hear it. I want my audience to hear a sample of Celos. Alrighty. Otra chica tengo celos Celos de tus manos cuando abrazas Otra chica tengo celos Cuando te encuentras con alguien Cuando caminas con alguien Cuando te siento feliz Yo tengo celos, tengo celos Wow. I, I mean, I, that that song still, it gives me chills, actually. I'm over here jamming in the studios here at Alpha Media. And, you know, I, tell me about that song, because, you, you know, you're known for that song. And, and I want to ask you a question after that is pretty, uh, it puts you in a place from way back then to today. And what would Stephanie Montiel of 2021 say to that performer back in 1994? Ooh, um, I think, you know, I'd probably say the same thing that I say to a lot of young and up and coming artists, and that's just be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, sometimes we get lost along the way and we're trying to fit in and and we want to, you know, we want to go for what's hitting or what people are, you know, drawn to. But, you know, we always, um, you know, we always try to come back to, you know, just being unique to ourselves and, you know, doing the best that we can with what, you know, the, the talents that God has given us. So, you know, I think I'd probably say that to my early self. Uh, and I think for the most part, I did that. But sometimes you just need a little bit of confirmation as to, you know, that you're doing the right thing and um, that you're on the right path. Yes, yes. And and we're going to hear uh, Celos when you come to Saginaw, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely in your set of music. You might even hear it twice. <laughs> oh, wow, that would be awesome. Okay, yeah. So I know you started in the music industry in New Mexico very, very young. I read somewhere like three years of age, and you tell the story. Yeah. I, wa- I want to hear, you know, the trajectory of your career from back in those days all the way to present. Okay. Well, yes, I was born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, and my just a very musical family. My father is a sax player. He, you know, played every weekend, and so music was just an everyday part of our lives. We had, you know, rehearsals at our house. We had a studio. Um, my uncles played guitar. Um, they sang and they wrote songs and things like that. So. I just came up, you know, just thinking that this was just a normal thing for everyone. I thought everyone was you know, musical. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I fell in love with music at a very early age. I was, you know, one of my first birthday gifts was um, a record player. And, you know, any records that my dad had, I would sit and just listen to for hours. And whether it be Tejano or funk or jazz, um, you know, any of that stuff, I just was like a sponge and I, I wanted to learn as much as I could. And I think, you know, that kind of helped me early on in my career. Um, I even listened to, like, mariachi because we had so many musician friends that, um, you know, I I learned a lot of mariachi songs. So that that was really my first gig was uh, singing with the mariachi. And I was three years old. 
Um, and I think they, you know, they used it as, you know, a way to get people in there because it was so unique to see someone so young singing mariachi. And I probably was singing all the wrong words because <laughs> I didn't sing Spanish very well. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And, you know, that's where I got my start. And then we continued to just, you know, go from there. Um, I started recording my, I recorded my first um, 45. And um, that was just a, you know, a double-sided uh, record. And I recorded that when I was five. Five. And then I moved on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I sound like the chipmunk. So if you ever hear it, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's where that came from. <laughs> um, so then, yeah. And then I just, you know, continued to sing from there on. I mean, it was just a, an everyday thing. It was, I sang almost every weekend, you know, at quinceañeras, at fiestas, different parties. Um, and I recorded my first album at nine when I was nine years old. And, and then it just continued, continued on from there. And, um, you know, that continued to bring me to, to Texas where I signed with, uh, Capitol Records. I was signed with Sony Records and, um, you know, it's just been, a, it's been a long career. It's been a long road, but it's been full of incredible moments and, and opportunities and, and things that, you know, has brought us to today. You know, now we're doing our, our Buena Vida tour. We have our own record label, um, six Grammy nominations mm-hmm. and, you know, multiple other nominations and awards and things like that. So it's been, you know, it's been a wonderful, a wonderful uh, road for, for all of us, you know, that's been involved. And I keep my family very much involved in what I do. And of course, Gabriel's my husband. Um, and he's very involved in what I do as well. And a, a huge part of the success that we're having. As yes, well. yes. And, and, and she's a mother, too. Two kids, right? I am. Yes, and now I'm I'm a I'm a Glammy too. <laughs> oh no, really? <laughs> Congratulations! Yes. But I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, I would no. never look at Stephanie Montiel as a Grammy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yes. So um, we were very blessed. Our daughter, um, which she's twenty twenty four, and our son is twenty two. Um, and our daughter got married, you know, last year during COVID. And actually, I became an ordained minister, and I was able to marry her and her husband. And you know, that was something that was really special. And then just like three weeks ago, she had her first baby. So I'm a glammy. I'm not a grandma. I'm not a, a, a grandmother. Nothing like that. I'm a glammy. Okay. A glammy. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you got a lot going on, even even during 2020. Can can you tell me um, how did that affect you that year, 2020? Because you, in the process, um, had recorded Yellow Yellow Vez, and right. it went on to be a number one hit just this last May, wasn't it? Like last month? Or? Uh, yes, it was. It was actually through throughout most of the you know most of the spring. Uh, we released the song. December 31st, and uh, we, we wanted to just kind of make sure that this new year was going to be something, um, you know, fresh for us and, and like a new beginning. And so we wanted to release Yellow List um, on the 31st of December so it would be ready to go for the new year. And, you know, we wanted a new start. We had all been through so much, you know, in 2020. Um, it affected us all so deeply and in so many ways that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the song just really spoke to me when I heard it. It, it was it talked about, you know, getting back up on your feet after something, you know, basically knocks you down and, and you know, sometimes just almost completely, um, you know, tears your life apart. And and we figured, you know, this would be a good message. And, and apparently it has been, you know, for everyone that has heard the song they can relate to it because especially because of COVID and what we've been through, yes. but it was definitely difficult for, you know, a lot of, you know, musicians in, in particular, you know, we, we depend 
on our music and on working every weekend. And, you know, that was, it was very hard for all of us. So, um, you know, that new start in 2021 was just amazing. We started the year off with the number one song. Um, it was given to us by the Tejano Gold Countdown here in Texas. And they gave us the number one song for the entire year of 2020, which was Yalo Ves. And that was another just empowering song. So, yes. you know, after that, we released, you know, um, we were, I'm sorry, did I say it wrong? <laughs> What's the name of the Estranio tu amor. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm confused over here. Estranio tu amor was the number one song yeah, of 2020. Yeah. I was going to correct you, but I, I I just let you keep going <laughs> yeah. there. But listen, we I I tell I'll tell you, man. Um, sorry, I feel that this really uh, extenuates your voice. You can hear, you can hear Stephanie Montil, uh, the 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 it just the way you sing this song, and it, it it has to have meaning for anybody who listens to it because of what we've been through. So I, I want right. I want my listening audience to to hear a little bit of uh, Yaloves, and you'll hear Stephanie at her finest. Oh, thanks. Yaloves, no me fue tan mal. Tu recuerdo no me quita el sueño. Te pude olvidar Ya lo ves Pude continuar sin ti A pesar que te amé como a nadie Hoy soy muy feliz Si tus labios no eran That is just beautiful, Stephanie. Number one for three Thank weeks you. last month in May, and Rudy Travino's Tejano Gold. Congratulations. Congratulations. Okay, but now I have to correct you because it was actually number one for, I believe it was five weeks on the Rudy Travino Tejano Gold countdown, and then number six in San Antonio for uh, for six consecutive weeks. Wow. So we're, we're very proud of that. So we got it. <laughs> We got to shout it at the top of our lungs so everyone knows. <laughs> yes, yes, especially, you know, uh, coming out of COVID. Where, you know, these are the months where we're, we're coming out of this darkness, like I've said earlier. And, you know, we're, we're so excited that you're coming to Saginaw. But you guys must be so excited because you're performing again in front of a live audience. Right? Oh, my goodness. We sure are. What does that yes. feel like for you? It's that's one of the most amazing feelings that, you know, I think a musician can ever have. It's just, you know, uh, when the people sing along with you, when they know the words to your song and it speaks to them, it's like, you know, that just that's all the confirmation that you need when you're up there singing is, you know, if everyone's out there enjoying what you're doing, um, you know, that's all we need. And it really just um, solidifies, you know, that we're we're doing music that pe that touches people's hearts and that speaks to them that they relate to. And, you know, I like to always say, you know, that I'm very thankful to be part of people, the soundtrack of people's lives, because that's really what it is. You know, people will tell me, you helped me get through this really difficult time in my life, or you helped me through this, or you helped me through, 
you know, the death of a loved one. And, you know, we release songs that are, you know, particularly geared towards that because we all go through it. No matter who you are, we go through these tough times and, and we, we go through struggles. And, um, I, you know, I think that's really just key is, is speaking to those moments and those things we go through mm-hmm. and not only helping ourselves heal, but helping others heal as well yes. through music. Yes, yes. And, and Stephanie Montiel is definitely the consummate performer. She gets up there on the stage and, you know, she's flinging her hair and she, I mean, she's performing. <laughs> it's not just her vocals and her vocals are outstanding. But, you know, some people, some band members, they'll get up there and they'll just play their guitars, you know, and, and, and it's not as exciting. <laughs> Believe me, this is an exciting show when you see Stephanie Montiel in her tour. And how, how long have you guys been on tour with the La Buena Vida tour? We actually just started um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, it's going to be, you know, continuing throughout the summer and into the fall and winter. Uh, we're we're scheduled to to be all over the United States, um, and you know, we we were, you know, we just wanted, you know, that the name La Buena Vida is because we really wanted to kind of, you know, say what you said at the beginning of this interview, and it's, you know, we. We're so blessed to be here after yes. everything we went through last year. You know, it's like we have to live every day to the fullest. You you never know when that last moment is. And so, you know, we, we need to be kind. We need to do better as human beings. And we need to, you know, be loving to one another and just live the best life that we can. And, uh, you know, that's why we wanted to name the Tour La Buena Vida because we feel so blessed to still be here after, you know, all that we went through. And, you know, we lost so many people. Yes. Uh, in 2020 due to COVID and, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so hard, you know, it's, it's hard to think about that, but, you know, we do need to embrace the positive side of it and that we're here and we're going to continue on and be stronger than ever and support one another and, you know, just do the best that we can with the life that we're given. Yes. Yes. That is so nicely said. And, and you guys, when you perform and you're out there in front of the crowd, you are loving the people just by performing the way you do. And, and they're just eating it all up and they're dancing. And, and, and you know, that's what I have missed the most since COVID started because we uh, monthly throw dances at the, the historic Union Civica Mexicana. And when uh-huh. we had to cancel our St. Patty's Day dance, it was March of 2020. And not even realizing that, okay, we thought, well, maybe it's going to be a month, maybe a month and a half. And look how long it lasted. And so all that time, you know, people really didn't get a chance to dance or to hear live music. And and like I said in the beginning, music is the unifier. And people are ready today to dance. I mean, they want to dance. And so I I want to encourage everyone to get their tickets early because – uh, Stephanie Montiel, Tejano Royalty, and her husband Gabriel Zavala are coming to the Saginaw Union Civica Mexicana on July 16th. That's in t- about two weeks, a little over two weeks. So thank you, Stephanie, for, for telling us your story a little bit here. And I, I want you to stay on as well when we talk with Gabriel because Gabriel's got quite a story. And I, I just want to I want to thank you personally because I have been a fan of yours for so long and like I said I remember vividly that meeting in 1998 at the Tejano Music Awards of course I would because you you know it was it was a big thing for me meeting at Tejano artist and here we are 2021 wow. 26 what 26 years wow. later I mean it's it's amazing <laughs> you know that you have had this longevity because 
not many do, you know, not not many do. And so I look at you as somebody who is kind of like in that heyday of the Tejano genre. And it was really exciting. And, you know, you had those major labels that were, you know, kind of producing mm-hmm. you guys. But now it's a whole different ball ball game because Gabriel Zavala, your husband, he's, you know, he's a big time producer now. He's on the cutting edge. And it's just really exciting yeah. to, to know that you guys are at the forefront of bringing the Tejano genre to a new level. What would you say about that? Uh, well, thank you so much, Larry. I mean, that's, you know, that, that means a lot to us. And, you know, we, we do this out of pure love. It's not, you know, for the recognition. It's not for the money. It's not because we want to be seen or, or, you know, given accolades, anything like that. It's purely for the love of Tejano music. And, you know, we, we've always tried to give back to our community, give back to our industry. And, you know, Gabriel works a lot with, you know, the younger up-and-coming artists and and even artists that maybe, you know, have been trying for years and just had never been able to get their foot in the door. He's really been um, an advocate for those artists that haven't been able to um, to find that success or the, that way in. And um, I think that that's really important. We've always supported the younger artists, the up-and-coming acts, because yes. without them, we have no future of Tejano music. And, you know, we've been, we've been you know, kind of on a decline for, for many years now. Um, there's not a lot of artists. And, and like you said, you know, being in the industry for over 26 years now, it's like, um, you know, we, we're just very, very thankful because it hasn't been easy. And, and it's not been something that uh, we, we take lightly. We are very appreciative and grateful for everything that we've been able to do and accomplish and um, for the support that the fans have given us. Because, if, you know, if you don't have the support of the fans, you know, there's there's no one to play for. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, radio has supported us. And, you know, we're just we're just very, very thankful for that. And, and that's why I think that we, you know, we see things differently. And it's just really out of pure love and, and, and you know, respect for what the Hano music is and, um, you know, we do see that, you know, it, it does need to change a little bit because without these younger generations of, of Tejano music listeners or artists, um, you know, as with any type of music, it, it always evolves into something a little bit more modern and, and different. And, you know, Tejano is no different. We've got to continue to to adapt and change with the times. Um, but, of course, we'll never let go of the roots of what Tejano music is because that's how we all learned and that's where it came from. Yes. Um, so, you know, all the while, you know, yes, changing the sound of Tejano and giving it a fresher sound, but, you know, still staying true to the roots and um, giving respect to what Tejano music is and where it came from. Yeah. I, I, wanted, I want to talk about some of your other hits. And Por Que Somos Muy Mujer. I mean, that, that was huge. And I love hearing that today. <laughs> vale Conmigo. Tell me, what would, what would you say is your most memorable of all those, all those songs? What stands uh, out in your mind? Well, I mean, Celos definitely, because to, the, to this day, Celos is still the, the biggest hit. Everyone, you know, asks for that song everywhere we go. They they know the words, they sing along. Uh, but Porque Soy Mujer was such an empowering song, and especially for the time. Uh, I had just had our daughter, um, Gabriel and my daughter, Ilea, and, you know, we wanted to release a song because, uh, you know, that was... It was I was I was a young mom, you know, and and um, Gabriel was a young dad, and you know I knew that we we wanted to start a family early, and being musicians, it was it was difficult, you know. We were always on the road, 
you know, we were super lucky to have my parents on the road with us. So our kids both grew up on, on the road with us. But Porque Soy Mujer was really just a song that was like, you know, very empowering to women because, yes. you know, we, we deal with a lot, you know, on a daily basis and not saying that men don't. But, you know, women, you know, there's a lot of stuff that men don't deal with that women have to deal with. And well, it's, it's, you know, that that, that that to me was like an anthem song. And uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to talk more a little bit. We got to go into commercial real quick, but we'll be back with Stephanie Montil and Gabriel Savala. This is Mihinta On Air on WSGW. Hinte on air on WSGW. Welcome back. Welcome back. I want my listening audience to know La Buena Vida Tour is making a stop in Saginaw, Michigan. Yes, Stephanie Montil and Gabriel Zavala will perform at the historic Union Civica Mexicana on July 16th, two weeks from uh, now. So we want to welcome back Stephanie Montil. She's with us today here in uh, Mi Gente on Air. And I, I want to ask you, with that song, you hear that song today, and, and it, it was such a big hit for you, but it's there's like a love affair when you are performing that. It's I don't know if, I, if it's just me reading into this, but it just seems like you go into a, a different stratosphere, if you will, when that song comes on. And <laughs> how, how do you feel about when you're when you're starting that with the audience and you you're just wrapped up in all that love for that song? I mean, it's it feels wonderful. It really does. And to have a song that has sustained over, you know, a 20 some, something year career, it's like, wow, you know, this song really had some magic to it. And for whatever reason, people were drawn to it, you know, and could relate to it. So it's it's really nice to see that when we're out performing and, you know, we start the song, you know, just with the, the notes sometimes. We don't, won't even start the song entirely. Gabriel will just kind of play the first few notes on the keyboard and it's like people go wild, you know, yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah. they, they already know what's coming and, and they absolutely love it. So it just makes us feel so, I mean, just it, it's it's really just a gratefulness, um, you know, for all of those people because you're part of their lives for all of that time, you know, and it's like, wow, that's pretty amazing in itself, you know, just to think that your music has touched their lives and that they continue to listen to that song after all of these years and it's still relevant to them yes. today. Did you know did you know back then in nineteen ninety four that that song was gonna be what it was for you when you when you recorded it? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, and actually, it's kind of funny. When I first heard the song, um, it was in like a different style and it just kind of sounded really weird and quirky. And and I I didn't like it. I was like, I don't know about this song. It's kind of weird. And, you know, the arrangements kind of, just, you know, not what I would normally do. Um, but the producer uh, who was Alex Montes at the time, and he was also an artist uh, that was on the same label with me at Sony. Um, he was like, you know, we're going to change the the arrangement. It's not going to sound like that. It's, it's going to be more, you know, traditional, like a cumbia, but but very young and, and fresh. And 
So I was like, okay, well, let's, we'll give it a try. And then when I heard it, I was like, oh, wow, it doesn't even sound like the same song. And, you know, it just changed everything. And it was, you know, like you said, it's like a very happy, like upbeat song and, you know, something that everyone can sing along to. It's not a, you know, very difficult song to just love, you know, yes. it's, 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 a, it's a fun song. It's really a, it's really a blessing. And I, I you know, I mean, a lot of artists, they'll have their one or two songs, you know, that are that are just that one song that just catapulted them, you know, and that was yours. That was your yeah. song, Celos. It just it was. you were blessed. You were blessed to have that, and and thank you for that <laughs> for, for all these years. Thank, thank you. you for performing that. You know, I want to talk with Gabriel a little bit. Um, you know, because Gabriel Zavala, he is the most cutting edge producer artist in the Tejano music genre, and that is a big title. And he has really he's he's really lived up to it, hasn't he? And I, I want to sure know has. his story, but you know what has really been a, a beautiful song too for Gabriel is Luces, and I, and I got to play that oh because gosh. it's one of my favorite songs. It hit, it brought new life to the Tejano genre. Uh, I, I mean, I think it was like in 2013, 2014. And mm-hmm. you got to hear this. I mean, I want my audience to hear this because there's a lot of infusion in there, different mixed genres, and it's just a happy song too, just like uh, Stephanie's um, "Celos." So please mm-hmm. listen to this closely and listen to one of the uh, producers, artists that is really bringing Tejano to the forefront. Jody, what you got? Gabriel Zavala. It, tell, you know, Stephanie, if you could tell me what you feel when you hear that song, and then I want Gabriel to also tell me. <laughs> well, I, it's funny because I told him, all these songs that you write, they're about me, right? The good ones, the ones <laughs> that have, like, you know, the positive messages, those are about me, right? <laughs> they better be. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's so exciting to see, uh, you know, the success that Gabriel's had on his own. And, you know, he um, he's just so incredibly talented. I, you know, I, I say this all the time. I mean, I wish people could see what he does on a daily basis and how much work he really puts into not only his own music, but, you know, every single song that he does for other artists. And, you know, we've had discussions about, you know, he's like, I'm never going to, you know, do a song that isn't my absolute best for, 
anyone. He says, because ultimately it comes back to me. You know, if it's if it's a bad song or if it doesn't do well, it comes back to me. And, you know, that's why I think everything that he puts out is, you know, just genius. It's a hit and it's it's unique to that artist. It has yes, it has a Zavala flavor, but it it's it's always um, you know, kind of catered to whoever he is working with and he tries to put their kind of their style um in there as well or give them a style if they're a new artist and they really haven't you know released music so i'm just really proud of him proud of everything that he's been able to accomplish and you know we we've done this pretty much on our own we don't have big labels or big money behind us it's just been you know gabe and i um you know just grinding every single day and we continue to that's the only way that we can you know make this happen and sustain in this industry for as long as we have and um, I'm going to turn the phone over to him and let him kind of talk to you guys about what he's done. And, um, you know, just I'm very proud of my man and, and very thankful for all the support that, you know, everyone has given to, to him and I both together. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gabriel Savala, everyone, is with us from California right now, living that jet set life. We're traveling on the a tour that he is on with his wife, Stephanie Montiel. And we got to find out uh, about this producer artist. Uh, TV host, radio probably host. I mean, he does it all, but he was kicked out of the house, uh, not kicked out of the house, kicked out of the uh, school band that he uh, was in so many years ago. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to hear about your story, Gabriel. Let us, let us know how you went from being kicked out of the school band to the top producer artist today. Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for those kind words. Um, uh, and 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 a big shout out to everybody that's tuning in right now. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. And uh, no, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like Stephanie, um, I was always I was born into a musical family at a very young age. So we kind of just grew up, you know, around music all the time. So uh, all of our uh, everything that we did was music based. So when I had the opportunity to join the school band, the high school band, of course, I I thought I was gonna you know excel and but uh, it was a little bit more difficult than that and unfortunately you know we, we came from meager beginnings so when it came time to buy those very expensive band instruments i couldn't uh, i couldn't afford it and neither could my family so uh, they said you know if you can't afford an instrument you can't be in the band it just broke my heart so um you know, I, I, maybe I take things a little too hard, but after I, they told me that, I went ahead and booked a, a uh, bus ticket to Corpus Christi, Texas, even though I had a few more years left of high school. And uh, I went ahead and took off on my own. You know, I left my family at uh, 16 years old. Wow. And uh, got a, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, like I said, we, we had very humble beginnings. So my family knew that if I stayed uh, in my hometown where I was, um, you know, I'd probably get into the wrong crowds and maybe start getting into the wrong kind of, uh, you know, circles. So, so they, they were very supportive of me, and they knew that, you know, up until that point, I had basically given my life to music, and, and that's all I did. You know, every day I ran home and, you know, from school, and the first thing I did was just spend all day, you know, with my uncle's instruments, and they saw the passion that I had, so they knew I, was, I wasn't I was just kind of pulling their leg that I wanted to get out of the house. Like, I had a very, very, very bright dream that I wanted to chase, so they were okay with that. So I moved to Corpus Christi, Texas in the very early 90s. Um, Tejano was, 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 and it's probably the, the biggest, uh, it's explosion that I had seen. Yes. In, in many years. So, so, you know, you did see 
tour bands, um, bands touring with big old tour buses and semis and the whole thing. The market was just so, so amazing at that time. And so I moved to Corpus and kind of struggled a little bit at the beginning. Uh, and, uh, but once I found the gig, it was, it was over, you know, I started playing with a band called Explosivo back in Corpus Christi, Texas. And then a bunch of the musicians in that band told me, you know, Gabe, you know, we know, we know you want to do this, but you really need to go back and finish high school. So reluctantly, I left the band and tried to go back into high school. But at that time, it's very difficult for someone who's kind of been on their own, making their own money, paying their own way through music. Yeah. You kind of just don't think like a kid anymore. So high school was not for me. So I went back um, to Corpus Christi after about a year of trying to, to do the school thing again. And uh, all my friends had moved to San Antonio to start playing with bigger and better bands. And so... I was like, well, uh, I don't know what to do, but a buddy of mine, uh, Valentino Maltos, which is uh, one of the one of the best sax players in, in the Tejano industry today, um, he uh, he was a very close friend of mine, and he said, you know, there's this young lady named Stephanie that needs a, a keyboard player, so uh, I'm pretty sure I could set up an audition for you. And uh, so little did he know he was setting up uh, the audition of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... One of the more fruitful musical collaborations that we have seen in all these years. I mean, you and Stephanie have just, I tell you, it, it's amazing to me to to see that it has lasted this long. And yet, and, and you're producing some really good songs out there for some major artists. Uh, you know, I've seen your collaborations. And oh, what, yeah. what do you feel, um, I, because I read an article, you know, from you from many years ago, I think it was like in 2011 where you said you were you were frustrated in your efforts in expanding the horizons of Tejano music. How has that yeah. gone for you now when you when here we are in 2021? Yes, yes, definitely. Well, those seeds were definitely I mean you you read that post and and I'm sure it, it kind of made your mind think, but it did make a lot of young artists mind think as well. And so uh, I see I see how how that energy really did motivate uh, a lot of young artists because the the artists that I, I that call me, that reach out to me, they they have a new sense of of identity. It's it, they they want to make their own way, you know, they're they're tired of playing by the rules um because they see that you know, the industry has kind of been run by by the older generation that, you know, at, at, in the heyday of Tejano, they were doing great. They were making all the right decisions. But as technology moves forward and as, uh, you know, the, the industry changes, right. you have to evolve and you have to adapt. And unfortunately, uh, especially in our industry, a lot of the older uh, CEOs and people that were in charge of not only radio stations, but venues and uh, music services and, and all that kind of stuff, they uh, they didn't change with the times in our industry. So, um, you know, we lost a lot of opportunities and we lost a lot of growth just due to the technology curve that happened in the last you know few years, 10 years even. And, um, and so now I've, I've, I've kind of been advocating less only because the message that I, I try to preach or try to get out there is a little bit advanced, I guess, for some of the younger people that are, are getting into it, but also kind of uh, too forward thinking for the older people that are in the industry. So it, it's been very difficult. So now I just kind of, you know, wait for clients that come through that, that have the right questions. And I just kind of uh, spread that knowledge that I've learned with them on a more personal basis instead of trying to you know, change the whole industry because it, it is 
it's a it's a lot that needs to be changed as far as the the mentality, the the, the thinking, the everything, the planning. I mean, everything. Everything has to be reworked and, and rethought for this new era today. You know, the mm-hmm. new generation. You know, so much technology has to be embraced and and utilized. But uh, it's going to be hard to to really change things across the board. But there is a glimmer of hope, and I see that mm-hmm. um, with with every new artist that I talk to. Because, I mean, they're just even though things are so difficult right now and need to be fixed, there's still so many artists out there that have bright shining stars that are so hungry, so ready. And uh, I'm just so happy for the artists that do gravitate my way, and I do go above and beyond to try to bring them the most success. Uh, possible in the shortest amount of time so it's been great um well you, know, you are you are that glimmer of hope for them and and, oh. the, and the thing is and i say that because you know you're doing what you're doing and you're the most sought out producer i mean everybody's looking to go to Gab- gabriel savala wouldn't you say and I, and you can be humble you can be humble <laughs> but i mean everybody that has looked at Tejano in the last 10 15 years everybody knows uh what you've done Oh, well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. And and it, again, it's very humbling um, to just to know, you know, that that's that so many people are noticing out there. Um, uh, and I just appreciate it all. And, and at the end of the day, uh, in my heart, I really do want to leave Tejano a better place than I found it, which is very difficult because when I found it, it was at its peak. You know, uh, like I said, with the money, with the labels, with the tour buses, with right. the with the bands that knew what a star was and knew what they had to do to become stars. Um, it's very difficult now uh, to try to make that happen with what we're working with. But, you know, it's, it's going to be possible. It's going to be possible. But thank God, through all of the uh, uh, traveling that we've been able to do and all the people we've been able to meet, um, especially in other genres, um, I kind of explain what I'm going through with, with in this genre, and they they very very kindly share their knowledge and let me know uh, what I should do, uh, how I should try to go about this, and uh, you know from the perspective of other genres like pop and country, um, right. and I just bring those those ideas back to Tejano and try to spread that wealth with the artists that I'm working with, and and try to open their minds, and uh, it's it's been going really good, and I see a lot of hope, and I see a lot of just good positive things and and now especially being on this on this tour with stephanie um it's just it's just beautiful you know uh i you know even though we're a little bit older now um i think that it took a lot of living to get us to this point to where we are to be able to appreciate uh, yes. when people reach out to help us and also to appreciate the um uh the different um, I guess situations that we find ourselves in where, where people are reaching down to help us out. Like we have no ego. We, we don't consider ourselves any better than anyone. So we're open to receive any help that, that someone might give in the form of advice or, you know, mm-hmm. it just anything like that. So I think that's helping us this year. And I think that it, where we are in our life, as far as our age and, and, and all that, I think we're just able to, to finally really openly do things right and receive all the help and, and really just, you know, be in the right headspace for success to just uh, multiply. And, and, and it has been. And so we're just very grateful to everyone out there that continues to support Stephanie Montiel to support us out on tour and to, that, that, you know, help stream the music and check us out online and everything. We're just, 
we're very, very grateful. And, and for that reason, we are, we are always going to do our, our absolute best to entertain, to put out the best music possible so that, you know, we all have a good time at the end of the day and, and we're making great music as we go along. Yeah, yeah. And you you have had your hand also on television. Um, you had a show called Tejano y Mas and also one on Univision. I mean, your experience is going to help so many people because you're taking all what you, like you said, life experience, and you can, you know, provide that to the younger generation, that more contemporary, sophisticated, and edgy, edgy version of the Hano genre. I mean, you're, yeah. you, you got a lot of talent there, brother. So, you know, thank keep you. going forward. Just keep going forward. And, and thank you so much for all of that, really. Well, how did, oh, yes, for sure. How does the, the like, the Hanoi Mas, because, okay, here I am out in uh, Saginaw, Michigan, doing a radio show, Mi Gente On Air. You know yeah. that what, what it, the prep that it takes sometimes to, <laughs> to do your shows. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. It, no, it, it was really, really great because I got to see the whole process from the, from the other side of the glass, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, having to reach out to different artists to try to sell them to come to the show and how being on the number one rated show in San Antonio, Texas on an ABC network, how that's kind of a big deal. You know, yeah. <laughs> because a lot of the artists that I work with, they just I mean, th- that I was reaching out to, they just had no idea, you know, uh, of that we were we were being syndic- you know, syndicated in over uh, 30,000 households every Saturday night. Um, and, and they didn't cry, they didn't see the value in that. A lot of them. Um, and, and, you know, the, the ones that did, they got it. You know, they would show up early. They'd be dressed to impress. Um, they work hard and, and, and they'd sell their product and, and we'd get to introduce their music to, to, to a lot of people. But when it came down to reaching, reaching out to the established artists, it was like pulling teeth. I mean, you know, I had to really sell it. I had to, you know, promise them this and promise them that. And they'd show up late and, you know, band members wouldn't be there. And, and it really gave me a peek into the different levels of professionalism that were in the industry um, because I was now the one booking the talent and, you know, trying to inspire them to give the best show that they possibly could, even though our show was a very new show, you know, we didn't have a lot of budget for the set and things like that. I was doing all the writing and producing and hosting. So, um, you know, to, to the untrained eye, it definitely did seem like it was a, a show in its infancy, but, but but our reach was still there. Yes. And so it, it was it was a difficult pro- process to understand that. But then that made me understand, OK, so this is how we need to be anytime a show or a TV show reaches out to us. We need to be ready for any information they might have. Yes. Uh, we need to be completely on time, uh, completely respect the studio. And, um, you know, it just changed our, our perspective. And, and you're right that those kinds of lessons are are invaluable but you know you don't think of them until you go through them yes yeah, so, so that, now i'm able to uh, to share that knowledge with the artists that i work with like i say and and it just it's just just helped me be a better um producer and a better uh you know just better at what i do and in, in 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 every sense of the word and well and i i, I, I want to thank you i want to thank you and stephanie because you guys are out in LA, you know, you're on, the, on that, that leg of the tour out in California. And when I asked you to be on the show, it was immediate. You know, I mean, I got a phone call within a couple t- hours after I had talked with her dad. So, I mean, thank mm-hmm. you so much. And, and that's part of the, the experience of knowing and, you know, producing a show 
that comes with that in knowing. So, but listen, we've got uh, two minutes left in the show here, and but I, I want to get uh, tell me a little bit about Lucis. We're gonna play that in the background and tell me about that magical song. And to me, it's a it is a magical song. Oh, thank you so much, Larry. Um, Lucis, Lucis was uh, my my me just being me moment. Um, at the time, I was kind of tired of Tejano at, and, and the state that it was. I was kind of tired that, that no one was bringing any kind of freshness um, that was, you know, just something that, that you weren't trying to get ratings, you weren't trying to sell, you weren't trying to impress anybody. Lucis was me just closing my eyes and 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 just being in the moment, whatever that means. I, I didn't know that the song was going to be a, a cumbia or a ranchera or anything like that. I just kind of closed my eyes, let my fingers kind of, you know, do their thing on the keyboard and, and just just did something that I would love. Uh, and, and that's that's how Lucis came to be. And at the time we were we were playing at a, at a we had a res- residency at a, a pop club in San Antonio. So I was exposed to so many uh, hip hop, pop um, hits, you know, stuff from Chris Brown and Usher and all kinds of really big club bangers. And uh, so I would see how the music would move people and I just put myself in the moment on the dance floor and I just basically wrote the song like I was just another person on the dance floor. And, and, and you hear that um, in there. You hear those influences <laughs> in that song. And thank thank you so much. I, I remember when it came out, I would roll my windows down at night and just drive on the highway and listen to that song. And man, it just it just moved me. That was that was my song, you. you know. So, you, you know, I, I just want to thank Stephanie Montil and her, and her husband, Gabriel Zavala and Thank you for being on Mi Gente On Air, and we can't wait to have you here in Saginaw with us. The, uh, July 16th, everybody, Friday night, Stephanie Montil and Gabriel Zavala, Tejano Royalty, coming to the historic Union Civica Mexicana. Thank you so much. I just want to thank everyone and say uh, happy 4th of July, and we'll see you next week here on Mi Gente On Air.